Hello, and welcome back to Tales from the Crew, brought to you by Level 10 TV. Please take a moment to subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Crew. Yeah. Very awesome, RJ Shiraza, who uh, we've worked with, uh, I've worked with many times before, and you're always such like a delight to have on set. Um, oh, you're too so kind of <laughs> <laughs> We stay laughing and having a good time. What's the secret? <laughs> oh my God, Mr. Orza, thank you so much for having me. Uh, there's, there's no secret, man. It's just like every time we work together, it's always like, it's always the best group of people, and we have just way too much. <laughs> we have way too much fun. <laughs> and um, oh, and it's funny too. It's just like one of my one of my favorite um, one of my favorite uh, set stories is actually with you when we were on thinning one. I think I know where this is going. <laughs> we were in a room. Just we'll just say it like this: we were in a room. We were with Stacy Dash, and you did something real funny. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I did. I think to make you laugh too, which is the worst part. Which, of <laughs> which is the best thing. Suit the like gnarly, intense scene, and then and then you just bust out. <laughs> That's one of my favorite stories. I was like, oh. And I'll just say it. I'll just tell the story. So uh, Gallagher had me line up as an extra in a scene, and I was like in the middle of something. So I was like, all right, I'll do that. And I wasn't really in the headspace of like being in the scene. And I just had like a, a breakfast burrito or something full of gas. And, I, and the guy was coming and asking the, the bad guy was asking for your ID from person to person. And then I had farts so badly. And then when he came to me, I was like, this is going to be funny. So he asked for my ID and I just let one rip. And there was like a moment and then it was that beat and everyone started laughing. And then I thought it was funny. And then I realized, oh. wait a minute, this is going to go straight to the studio for the, <laughs> as part of the dailies. And I was like, why am I such an idiot? <laughs> but, oh my gosh. I didn't even think of that. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, I remember I was like, I was just, first we were all stoked. It's like, oh yeah, we're going to put worms in it. Yeah. Let's put the, let's, you know, let's put the boss in it. And then, and then all of a sudden you let it rip. And I just like, I remember I died on the ground by the dolly laughing. And then key group, key grip, Carlos is like, are you okay in there? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Worms just did something. I'll talk to you in a little bit about it. <laughs> it was one of those moments where I'm like, how do you pass this funny moment up? I couldn't do it. <laughs> it wasn't strong enough. <laughs> that, that was that was the best. That was the best moment too. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's that's one of my that's actually that's one of my favorite go to one, especially like anyone sort of like fan of Clueless and be like, oh, you got you like Stacy Dash? I got it. I got this story. You want to listen? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I know. Uh, Thank you again. Good. Thank you again for having me on. This is this is rad. Very, very yeah, so so you know we um um have been talked with a lot of Chapman. Yeah, and are you a Chapman graduate also? No, I actually um it's funny. I'm like especially out of that crew, the thinning crew. I'm like I was the only one one of you know one of the few people who didn't go to Chapman. I actually uh -huh. went to um, I actually went to college in uh, San Francisco. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. 
Yeah, and yeah, San Francisco, and actually, that's where I got my film start up there. Oh, gotcha. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have a like uh, with RJ, we have a whole network of people that we work with, and a lot of it's from my producing partner Jana, who yeah. chat. Yeah. There's a lot of people that shoot yeah. like uh, Arjun and yeah Oliver and Greg Cotton, all those guys. All those wonderful and Jana, the wonderful human being. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so I've always assumed you just to be part of that chapman group but that's really cool that you're oh, oh yeah it's funny it's like everyone's like it's like what you like especially because from that group i worked with um you know i worked with more people from uh who went to chapman as well and everyone's like oh did you graduate in like oh five i'm just like no <laughs> <laughs> no i was just you know thanks i i fell fell into that into that crew by accident and i was like you know these were great people to, to work with and you know still work with yeah no yeah. what, what did you um what was your focus in college was it was it uh uh were you a film student yeah i went to i went to uh i went to arts uh uh art school in uh san francisco um and my uh my focus at the time was a uh, cinema or it is was i graduated with a but be a bachelor's in cinematography from there. So I did go like when I was 18, I just suited up. I'm just like, I want to get out because I'm originally from the East coast. I'm like, I just moved and like, I want to go to San Francisco, start, you know, have a fun new life and then also go to film school. Oh, that's really cool. Yep. And so was the plan to go from San Francisco down to LA when you graduated? Like, I would I would say subconsciously, but I in yeah. my mind my mindset was that I I would either go to Los Angeles or go to New York because I already had friends in uh, both cities, and I'm like whoever like uh, whoever like cast out the hook first, that's where I would go. That's where I would go first. But um, later on, when everything started to pick up, I was just like, no, I need to go to LA, which I'm very thankful that I settled in LA. I like how we roll here in LA. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, and so, are you? You're primarily working as a dolly grip now. Is it? Um, is that sort of a? Yeah. Um. I. I only. Um. I now I'm just primarily local the dolly grip and crane operator now. But every once in a while, I'll still key. But uh, most of like for the past like four years is just strict like ninety. I would say ninety-eight percent of my jobs are either dolly gripping or crane crane operating, which is what's what I like to do. <laughs> Very cool. Do you want to do you mind talking a little bit about that and like uh, how you got started in dolly gripping and and crane operating? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, like it was uh, it was weird. I kind of like gravitated towards it by accident, but it like made sense because the like the reason why i wanted to become a filmmaker was just like movement especially like like indirectly indirectly was my like i would, I would guess um my inspiration for like camera movement or just wanting to be in film was like uh you remember uh the whole uh the old uh, rogers and hammerstein movies like carousel south pacific ah. those were huge camera movements and that was done on and most of those uh most of the movements were done on the chapman leonard titan crane which yeah. later on i would use i was like this is fucking rad i'm actually <laughs> i'm actually using you know one of the cranes cool. from back in the day but also too i'm like wow these are fucking ancient but they're still they still work well yeah but um 
so like uh i was always in the lighting i was always into camera movement and um yeah like every time like especially starting out it's like oh does anybody want to be on dolly i'll be like i do and and then i'm just like anybody want to do the crane i'm like i do <laughs> <laughs> and it was like sort of 50 50 it's like you know i'd rather be there be on the camera and then my friends were like you you kind of have a knack for it i'm like do it? i'm like okay like i was yeah. like okay i'll do it for it and like uh when i was um Actually, when I got my start in San Francisco, I was primarily like I was still working as a grip, but I was primarily like up there since it's a smaller, a smaller um, community up there. I was actually a camera operator up there primarily when I first started up. And then I came down and had to restart again and I was still gripping and then wasn't getting like camera operator jobs. So I'm like, how can I get back to, you know, the camera without being in camera department? Because I'm like, there's been a couple of times or, you know, there was a there was a little bit where I'm just like, oh, I'll give a seeing uh, a chance. Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't, um, this is not for me, not for me. And I was like, it clicked with me. I'm just like, oh, I can be a dolly grip. I can be a crane operator without having to, you know, it was, uh, for me, it was the turn between uh, digital and film. And I'm like, I, for me personally, I was like, it's wonderful that we have all this like digital cameras, and everything, and we can do so much now, but I'm like, I it's way too forward for me. It seemed like math where film for yeah. me click a lot easier. But now, you know, now our industry is all hundred percent Alexa red and everything. And I was just like, I can still be, that's one thing that's organic to me was the movement where I can still like grasp that and have fun without getting too nerdy about, you know, color temperature, render size, and all that stuff. I was like, no, camera goes up and down. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of that's got to be pretty cool too. Um, with like working with DPs and first ACs, what's sort of your general workflow with like identifying how to kind of set up a shot and sort of creatively coming up with a game plan together? What's the usual. It's a. It's um. It's actually. It's. I actually thought about this like re- recently. It's like um. There are certain DPs and camera operators. It's either, it's also 50-50. It's like, there's some DPs and camera operators who will just let me do my thing. But there's some operators that we just click and we just have that chemistry and they're just like, oh, we here's the shot. Like, um, ideally for me, it's like, all right, here's the scene. Here's the shot. Here's the blocking. And camera operator dp is like this is what i want to achieve and i you know i help the camera get there or i or i get the camera there and sometimes because sometimes it's uh especially dolly gripping and uh doing um complicated dance floor moves yeah um you're getting a camera where it needs to go it's not like it, it's not like a pedestal on like wheel of fortune price right saturday night live where the camera operator is actually um Moving the camera itself, it's, you know, it's two part. It's the camera op- operator and I to get those. Right. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, um, my thing is like, uh, we go through the blocking, we understand, and I understand the camera operator. And usually when they tell me when I go bar, uh, where they want to get to, uh, like uh, the ballpark of where they want to get to, that's when everything's like perfect. It's like, uh, because they get to the they get to frame what they want to frame. I get them to the place where they want to frame. But then 
I also add uh, my flair of, you know, here's the composition, but at the end of the scene, do we want to push in? Do we want to pull out? Do we want to boom up and add that extra, you know, that extra life to the frame? So it's kind of like the magic happens essentially in blocking. Yeah. And that's where, and that's where, you know, DP camera operator and I, that's where we'll be, that's where we'll get together and be like, okay, what works, what doesn't work and what's good for the scene? Because um, me as a dollar grip, you would think it's like, I want the camera to be moving the whole time. But sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'll go up to a camera operator and be like, I don't think the camera should move. I think this is a beautiful scene that needs to be static. And, you know, we'll go, we'll um, definitely like collaborate and like, like what, what's the best type of move for this scene? Yeah. And it seems like it's all theoretical until you try. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, and, you know, thankfully with, you know, a couple of years under my belt now, I know I'm just like, okay, I can actually do this. Like it might seem, which is getting to the point where there's especially a new um, breed of like camera operators who are just like, I don't think we can do this. I'm like, I got this. I know how to do this. <laughs> I've done this plenty of times before. I've been thrown under the Not bus many times. Yeah. This, now, this is now procedure for me to, like, um, on one show, um, uh, we had to do pretty complicated blocking. There's about, like, uh, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, four uh, main actors. And I have to do a Dolly dance floor move through a kitchen which is um uh it's a set but everything was all the measurements how narrow it was was like an actual kitchen but also I have to dance the camera and the dolly through um lights so after we've oh, wow. seen lights, yeah which is i've like i've done that before but that one was like the most complicated one i've done i'm like i can do it i was like i got it <laughs> how did that operate so you you did a few practice run-throughs and then was it a one-take wonder um that one definitely there definitely was practice and um was actually the opera and i were pretty stoked because it did uh it was less less takes but it was like during the blocking rehearsal we'll do the rough idea and um and uh, a wonderful camera op- uh uh camera operator and dp uh chloe uh weaver um she already has an idea of where how she wants the camera to move in the scene. And during the blocking, she'll um, either, she'll, she's thinking up something or she already has a vision of how it should go. And that one, she already knew, she's like, we have the camera here to get the, get the wide, to get the over. Then we dance to the other side, get the other wide and get the over. And which was a fun way to work with her and DP was, uh, we always set up each shot to get full coverage and to be performed as a one, a oneer, which is complicated, but it does save time. But you really have to be nitpicky of like, where's everything going to land? So we do a couple run throughs and what's working, what's not working. And, you know, sometimes we might sacrifice, uh, like sometimes we want to make it a oneer, but sometimes it's like more, it's more of a reframe. So we have to get to there. So, um, some, sometimes it works. Most of the time it actually works too, especially, uh, on uh, that show, uh, we filmed that CBS, which uh, that one was a little, there's more threading the needle than I was uh, used to, but we still, we still got it done. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it seems like with your experience with camera movement, it's got to be beneficial with, um, you know, with films, it's a game of like, how many shots can you get in a day? 
Yeah. And then trying to, when you're after lunch and you're starting to get to that pressure point of like, are we going to get all of our setups? What what can we combine maybe to, to like uh, maximize our coverage, but cut down on setups? Um, You must be really in tune with like uh, kind of like coming up with ways to, to pull that off. Oh, like, especially like a hundred percent with, um, just making it's not only like my life easier but just like the day to like keep going because you know if you've been there like sometimes you can spend multiple takes on just like you know on one close-up one mid shot and then all of a sudden it's like we didn't have time to you know get like a really like uh like for example like a scene that you know very like sad or a very solemn scene where the camera needs to push slowly like sometimes there'll be little sacrifice shots like that so i'm just like let's get all you know let's get all the shots to the director's vision like the the push-ins the cranes and all that let's uh let's be able to do like the fun stuff that's like the fun stuff that i like definitely like to do because someday yeah. just like let's get normal coverage and then they're like rj your shot's coming up today and then they're like <laughs> they actually cut your shot i'm like that's cool <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's part of that's actually part of being dolly grip it's like some uh <clears throat> like some days you'll have the um some days you'll have the most epic shot in the world but then you get to, you watch it, you know, you pop on Netflix, you watch the shot and it's like, oh man, they cut into like five, <laughs> like five parts when that's like probably one of the most gnarliest moves I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So there's, uh, yeah, especially, especially, especially now and in my career, I'm very in tune with the script the blocking and what it needs, uh, you know, what needs to do. And like most uh, new dollar groups don't realize um, like how much you have to like pay attention to the script and pay attention to the mood. And the, and that's what, uh, you know, some old key grips uh, have told me in the past. It's like, there's a difference between uh, are you, are you a dolly grip or do you push dolly? <laughs> yeah. 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 And, that's interesting. Yeah, it's like one day, like I remember the day, like clicked with me, um, old key grip, um, pretty gnarly, have some great stories about him, another podcast, <laughs> um, but he came up, he came up to me, wasn't doing, I wasn't doing too hot that day, but he's like, he came up to me and he's just like up to my ears, like, you're not pushing the dolly, you're pushing the camera. So I'm like, oh, it's like that's why it's for for me it's like it's such a or there's a bunch of like dolly grips out there just like and or who are like you know dolly should be a part of like the camera department a little bit which i agree but i do like being i do like being a grip but it's like if you're the talented dolly grips out there it's like especially you know the old guys it's like sometimes sometimes they could sometimes they call the shots of like you know how the camera can get there because yeah yeah, especially with the with especially with great crane operators that it's That's like fascinating that the dolly grip is almost like a bridge between genie and camera. Yeah, it it is. Except you're kind for of, you're kind yeah. of a little part grip, you're a little part camera, and you need both. Yeah, and it's like uh, and with like how we you know how we do it in in uh, Los Angeles, like the Hollywood system. It's like when we 
when we have to do like a special like you know mount the camera to the dolly in another way it's like it's good that i have grip knowledge and grip knowledge to figure out how to do it rather than just being like an operator of the uh, operator was like i know where the camera should go i know it would be comfortable for the operator to be on there and operate and and um it's comfortable for me to like push the dolly what do you like, mean when you say like the the grip component to it is that with in terms of like the track or just oh uh, uh grip component of like uh twofold were like say we're out on location and they're thinking like ah this would be this is like a tough shot to get it's uh, maybe too impossible because there's too much of an incline or it's through like rough terrain but grip element comes in we're just like okay we need steel deck we need lumber we need luma beams oh, I see. um uh just having to build that properly and then also when it comes in the lighting this uh done this move how many times where we want to do uh a um all access remote head and then also and mount that on the dolly but also we want to put all the all the lights on the dolly <laughs> we want to <laughs> we want to make we want to make rj's day the raddest day of his yeah. life put things everywhere <laughs> and and it's a and it's oh my gosh it's and a, you know it's a good thing that to have that that grip knowledge of like okay this is this is where the gapper will be able to achieve his lighting the operator be able to uh has a camera where uh, they want it. And then also me, this is the most comfortable me to get this shot done. Like uh, example on, on season uh, two, sorry for, sorry for your loss. We did uh, the cameras doing a pullback with uh, the actor mid shot and we have all access set and we have a couple of lights and I'm doing a full sprint down Van Nuys high school hallway. And I've done that. I've actually done that shot um actually yeah, i did that shot i've also done that shot in the thinning too i forgot about that, oh, done right. that shot in the thinning. Yeah. i've done that you know many times and you know and, and everyone always forgets it's like i have to be there to steer this thing don't put too much shit on here or else we're all someone's gonna get clipped or i'm gonna like trip on myself or like not see anything which there have been sometimes where my like my sight has has been like completely blinded where i have to trust everyone <laughs> oh my goodness that's yeah. Gotta be pretty cool. yeah that one's that, sometimes that's tough yeah sometimes but when you're especially when you're especially on the crane shot there's four or five people uh input just to do a crane shot it's like when everybody works together and everyone's listening like even though your line of sight's blocked you just have to trust the guy who's on uh on the pickle operating the telescoping of the arm and then your operator wearing one to land and yeah, it's like it's the chemistry with the people that you work with where you're able to do like really fun, complicated stuff like that. Well, I, I'm assuming like if there's one moment of hesitation while you're in motion, it might that might actually jeopardize the shot. Oh, yeah. And especially now, if I feel any hesitation or something's not working, I'll shut it down. <laughs> yeah. Because it gets like, especially with cranes, it's like if you don't, if you're not 100% on it and you don't feel it, it's like you've got to shut it down or else you know people can get hurt it's a giant machine <laughs> yeah are there yeah. are there um limitations i mean do you um you say hey this is not possible and and kind of call people out if it's like too crazy of an idea or do you really try to figure out a way to pull that off or what's um there there um yeah i'm trying to think of the specific situations where or i've 
completely shut down a shot because it's too gnarly but there have been there's a handful of uh, instances where the they'll come up to me and they'll be like hey is this shot possible and in my head i'm like it seems gnarly but let's let's run through it. and i stress like rehearsal especially when it's like complicated cameras it's like everybody should get a rehearsal even the actors want some rehearsal but if you go through it slowly piece by piece it'll like you know, there's been a couple of times where I was proved wrong by like DP and an operator that it wasn't going to work, but we went through it slowly and their input and my input made it uh, like very like cohesive to get fucking amazing like shots. But, <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a good idea of just like doing it slowly. Yeah. Which, yeah. You know, which, especially uh, young DPs, I will tell you, slow down. Slow down. <laughs> Slow down, kids. <laughs> Slow down, kids. And also to pr- production, please give us more time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Blocking really helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just blocking and one or two rehearsals would be great. But, uh, uh, but you know, especially, you know, when you get when you get to those bigger shows, you just got to do it sometimes. <laughs> So on the on the bigger shows, is it is it something like you just walk? You just got to do it, yeah. You just got to do it sometimes. But I was just gonna say, on these bigger shows, are there times where you just don't know what you're walking into on a day to day? Like um, there are changes that happen that oh yeah, and a hundred real time figure stuff out. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's like when you get it's like when you get to you know major commercial shows. It's like that. Um, that actually was a nice like boost for me like once i started to work on like big network shows it's like even though it's terrifying and you always get nervous anything you do it's like you're able to walk in and you're just and people come out come out with you with all these different like scenarios for camera movement and you're able to just like perform and it's like thankfully you know been taught properly and have had enough experience experience in the in the industry where i'm able to like just do that now which you know it took forever a lot of you know a lot of failure a lot of yelling to be able to just like prefer perform and do the shots that are are you know that people just expect of you now yeah yeah Yeah, especially with with digital it's just how fast we shoot is pretty gnarly yeah. Yeah. So, um, did you start with film, or were you? Um... Yeah, I I grew up. Uh, thank. I'm very thankful that I was the last of the film generation. Like I, uh, like I grew up loading mags. I grew up with, you know, with um, Airy four thirty fives, Panavision, Panaflex, all those uh, old cameras. Like that's what I learned on learned doing, which definitely made it a lot easier for the transition of like digital cameras. Yeah. Yeah, because now it's just like, it's like, oh, it's so light. <laughs> it's so light. But, you know, some of these these digital rigs are definitely, like, are getting, a, are, or they are akin to, like, uh, film film setups now. Yeah, that but, makes a lot of sense, just the actual weight of the camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, especially, like, you know, 35, uh, 35 um, mil camera with a thousand foot mag was a little more, uh, a little more precise and you know a lot less flexibility and like especially doing like a dance floor move that needs to like boom up go through go through um go through a door now you have a little alexa mini that is the size of a lunchbox <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> they just put on someone's shoe and move around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm very, yeah, very thankful that I like I grew up on um on a, a knowing film and understanding film and working with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I've I've um, spoken with a few people that have um their goal is to try and work with less technology. So if something breaks down, they're not dependent upon it. Which I thought was a really cool point of view. Yeah, I I'm I back that because um even though and it's just, you know, the balance of combining old school and new school, that's what that's my big thing and hopefully like I feel like that's with like uh, my generation of filmmakers. How can we get the old school and new school to work properly? But, um, and this, and this also applies to like how I work. It's the less moving parts um, doesn't create more problems. So the more variables you take out of any scenario, that's, it's not going to give you a hard time in the, like the long run. What do you, what do you mean? Do you mind elaborating on that? Yeah, like um if you like when you're when you're setting up when you're setting up a shot mm-hmm. and um there's a, like sometimes you can sometimes you can do it practic you can do it like practically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, practically like um like especially if you wanna like in music video world, commercial world, where it's like, okay, we're gonna pull back from the camera and um, it's gonna. We're gonna make it look like the camera. Uh, the camera hasn't been obstructed by anything in its way, like a table or a chair or a human being, and it's just pulling back. And we actually we have to key it out. We're gonna do it in post, but sometimes it's like the camera's pulling back. It's just like you know, sometimes just have someone pull the table out of the way or the chair out of the way, rather than worry about uh, VFX lighting. Is anything gonna key? It's just like sometimes doing stuff practically is a lot better than doing it digitally. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's just like, that's something that's less moving parts and they're less moving parts. Cause it's just really, it's just, you know, um, you know, art department props or, or props and grips, just moving the table rather than, you know, uh, VFX coming in, <laughs> having to make it or grips or art having to make it green, then it has to be lit. Then you have to worry about shadows. Like that's so many different variables just for a shot that needs to look like it's pulling back in a clay. Like there is no camera there. Yeah, that makes total, that makes total sense. Do you? Yeah, if I made if I made sense, I was, was a little bit of insane. <laughs> no, I think I think when you really get into like the practical component of like. Um, um, trying to find ways to do things in camera as opposed to through post and visual facts. Yeah, yeah, like um, like uh, to just go on on like a little t- uh, little tangent. It's like I wish, especially, and I think uh, a lot of like new, I think you know, first uh, the new series of Star Wars did it too, but mostly my big thing of like the combination of old school and new school was uh, Spike Jones's Where the Wild Things Are was the use of puppets and visual effects. And I was like, that is the most like beautiful, like blend of both worlds where it's like those, like that world looked fucking realistic to me. I was just like, yeah. oh, shit. It looks well, so fun. And looks so fun. And I was just like, I'm engaged. And it's like, it seems like, you know, I take a plane and end up hanging out with like big hairy monsters and be like, yo, let's party dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rather, you know, rather than, you know, there's definitely a bunch of 
strictly visual effects like movies that are you know are fun but it's like i don't i don't feel like i'm in the in that world yeah no like star wars going back to using some like practical effects i'm like yeah yeah looks great (laughs) do it do it more like that yeah and it's that marriage of the two usually of practical and mm -hmm. uh, yeah the practical and and the 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 new technology that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and uh, actually it's like uh, and then coming back in the like camera movement like sometimes um sometimes dp and directors they just want to do uh a giant wide of the frame and do high res and then in post wanting to do like a dolly or crane push in and i'm not sure if like a you know regular tv audience will notice but me it, like it crushes me it's they're getting better at it but it crushes me when i see them like that's a post push in that's a post push out and it does not look uh, does not look organic to me whatsoever yeah and it's like it's just you know it's i don't want to say it's i don't want to say it's a little insulting to my job <laughs> but it's just like it's like it's to me it feels more organic and you know they might and you know they might make an argument that it's like you you know it's less invasive on the actor when they're having that moment but you know using using practical optics and you know tangible moves still still feels a lot better to me than than um you know digital tricks yeah but, you know it's funny i had a um this might be a kind of a similar association but uh we had another guest on uh, alan lazar and we were talking uh he's a composer and mm-hmm. we're talking about like samples as opposed to uh live musicians coming in so if you're having like a violin, it's like playing an A chord or an A flat, um, as opposed to just like getting a sample of that. Um, you know, it, there's that human element, and it makes a, a big difference. And and that's a big. I totally agree with him too. Because from from a person who came up in uh, with around music, um, it's like you need that human there because you need that human element because there's that little. I don't want to say it's a mistake, but there's that little, that little, you know, human part that makes it sound organic and makes has, that's what gives it the style of attitude of like, you know, especially blues players, like a saxophone or a guitar. It's like, you can hear that human emotion rather than a just very static, which I've been actually, I've been seeing a lot lately on like TV shows. I'm like, that's a sample from, you know, computer programs that they're just like combined together. It's just like, Oh, just especially like, you know, you know, old Hollywood, like classical, like uh scores, like from like South Pacific carousel, like Godfather. That's like just those types of scores. It's like, it, you know, that definitely fits those movies and could fit, could fit some movies today, but it's just like, it's nice having that organic like feel to it. Yeah, and I think that that's the uh, the trade off with technology. Yeah, then. like even even with a like a even with an electronic soundtrack, it's like there's still there's still you're still able to you're still able to get that like human emotion, but that's just that's an electronic s- soundtrack that has been scored and mixed from start to finish, rather than just like throwing in loops and samples into like the timeline. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like there's I, I guess with uh, with camera technology there's similarities with that with uh being able to like remotely push uh, move a camera or 
um, you know, not have that human touch to the camera. Yeah. Mechanical. Yeah. Like, um, uh, yeah. Like, uh, going back to like, sometimes this is, this definitely not like, this is definitely not the shot for me. Uh, a couple, a couple years, a couple years ago, we're doing a, um, we're doing a Nike commercial, uh, promotion. And, uh, I get a, I get a call from, um, one of the uh, dollar groups that I brought up, Paul Rodriguez, fantastic dude. And he, we, des- we, uh, he asked me to develop a, let's get together like a badass dolly team. Cause he told me, it's like, yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be chasing, uh, Olympic athletes, soccer players. And I'm like, okay, that sounds dope. And then I'm just like, I don't know if we can be fast enough. Cause we had, we, uh, we had 300 feet, feet of track and we had, two dolly grips per each push and we did this more definitely more than 60 times wow and during during the first during the first two uh like go-aheads and these are like kids who are like you know 14 15 the ones going to olympic soccer you know soccer teams and they're fucking fast <laughs> wow. they're, fucking, they're fucking fast and i'm just you like have to 60 times <laughs> um like in between luckily they like they would do like maybe around like 10 like 10 people and then they would and then they would take a break during those breaks we're doing yoga we're stretching because it was so it was like so gnarly and so like tasking on our bodies but after like the second i'm just like this should have been this should have been a camera car and this <laughs> right. is where it's a technology is like even though super proud of super proud of us like we're getting these beauty and we're shooting slow-mo fuck i forgot about that shooting high frame rate so we wow. have to be hella fast so like i've seen you know some some of the times we're you know a little lagging but the majority of the time we're actually getting dead on profile of like all these athletes going but that instance like that's where technology could have helped us. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially with like after the 60th take trying to just stay at the same pace. Yeah. And, and it also goes to, uh, um, people have, uh, came up to me, especially, uh, the past couple of years, they're just, uh, uh, DPs and camera operators are just putting a all access head on the dolly. And people are like, they're asking me, it's like, isn't that uh how did they ask me how i felt about it i was like you know what certain situations it's like it's kind of great especially when they have to be very precise fast moves and especially on a like an action film or action tv show it's like uh you know it is it is very nice you know having having the operator there where you can signal out signal what needs to go or when to go but like in a action sequence me and the camera and just you know getting all the coverage and all the cool shots and being able to move that quick actually it's actually fun to do at some at some times but when it's but when it's like you know regular coverage and i have like you know i have my inner surveillance i have comtex i have an hme in my ear it's kind of it kind of disoriented to have like five people yelling in your ear <laughs> yeah. i bet that's got to be really complicated to try to move yeah yeah it's you know i try i try really hard to make sure i understand all the components from the operator and the dp but you know, sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta wear those things just to like communicate, especially like spur of the moment, um, you know, acting or actions and everything. Yeah. But 
and then it just comes to me, especially, you know, being a dolly grip for a while now, I'm all about whatever works for the shot, however we can do it. It's like, it's like you, you, you know, you want a crane shot. Sometimes the crane shot's going to be too much. Maybe it's just a pullback. It's just a pullback. It's just a push in. So I'm just, I'm just all about what works best. Yeah. And I guess you have to have a pretty um, good attitude. Hundred yeah, hundred percent. You, you have to like maybe you know it's not going to work, but until they know that it's not going to work, you have to show them and. Yeah, it's you definitely have to be a strong, pleasant individual. Even though there are some, you know, some some older my mentors is little salty salty dudes, but you get it a little bit. But it's it's like you can't really be confrontational the whole time because nothing's going to get done. And yeah. also when you're thinking of new shots, it's like, it's like, that's what makes it works. And that's what makes your, your shots and your ideas like original. It's just like, like trying things, but yeah. you have to, everyone has to mute, have a mutual respect of each other. And you know, what are the limitations of me, the, uh, the operator and like the scene. Because there's sometimes there are scenes that I was like, there's no way that I can get this, and yeah, and you it's know sometimes there's definitely definitely I'm a very I am a short human male, <laughs> <laughs> I am below average in the United States of America of of uh, stature, but uh, but you know I make it I make it work sometimes <laughs> I make it I make it I make it work sometimes yeah, <laughs> but it's everybody has. You, we have the like just limitations of each other's like respective like uh job on set that's the that's the big thing too yeah and that that's something we really talk about on this show it's just the collaboration the communication and mm-hmm. and and creating those strong lines of communication in order to have like an effective production yeah so uh, when do the, i mean you know when do those conversations start for you when mapping out shots is it, I'm sure it's sometimes it's day out, but ideally. Idea, the definitely, it's definitely, there are definitely um, day of shots. Um, I have a good example of that, but I'll go back to like, usually it, it really starts in uh, post-production because thankfully, um, thankfully when post, I mean, sorry, not post-production, cut that, Mike. Wow. Ding dong. Hit. <laughs> um, in I was like, uh, yeah, really? I know you call. I know you called it. Still call me up. You can put it on. Just show everybody how much of a ding dong. This is, is going to be a post production. Who knew? That's right. You, that's right, guys. You let me swing around your camera on cranes. This guy. After no, and you uh, rap. Hire <laughs> me for your shot. <laughs> no, actually. Um, so, it, actually, I'm sorry. In uh, pre-production, that's really when it it starts for me. Um, and it's definitely different in, uh, different jobs, but, um, you know, I'll get the script, uh, I'll get the script. I'll give it a read already to get the, uh, just like a director or actor, get the, you know, the flow of like what this movie is, be action movie. It can be serious drama. It can be a comedy. So in my head, I already know I'm like, Oh, okay. This is the, you know, this is the backbone of say action movie i'm like okay these are unless it's a untraditional action movie but traditional action movie is just like okay these are swift moves these are fast cuts these are very like fun uh michael bay 
type moves that you know swooping camera cranes fast push-ins um maybe a lot of like compound dolly moves and i'll get that feel and then uh key grip uh key grip will tell me like they're asking for cranes they're asking for um they're asking for this type of movement and you know they're prepping me and prepping for me for what's to come and then ultimately they'll uh they'll have me in contact with the the camera operator and usually before uh on a long running show or movie it's like i'll usually um meet up with uh the camera operators we'll have like a nice little like powwow especially if i haven't worked with them before and we'll go over like shots that they want to achieve or have ideas for like specific scenes so it for me it it always begins in like pre-production yeah yeah and and then and then after that it will it it varies because sometimes it's bi-week it's like hey rj we have a crane shot this week or hey we have a 200 200 plus dolly move or um hey hey rj we're actually not going to do traditional coverage we're going to make this a one or this coverage in a one or so that will come week to week day by day or you know hour to hour sometimes <laughs> or you know uh, like um one time walking to work and it's a it's an overnight and they're like hey rj we're gonna do a bird's eye shot i'm like okay cool and in this in this instance the sets were raised so they're very high they're about like 25 uh the top of the top of the set wall is probably around probably around 20 feet and that day we don't have we don't have the actual crane but also to the actual crane uh telescoping crane wouldn't be able to fit into this stage because there's about like four or five different sets on this stage and what we and and this is where it comes having fantastic like key riggers and good uh grip rigging team is uh we're gonna put small crane telescoping crane on a 18 foot platform and and also uh we're gonna we're gonna chain motor we're gonna we're gonna tow it all the way up to the ceiling we're gonna place the crane on top of the platform push in the platform so you can get a bird's eye shot over the set wow that's and i oh it's yeah you know and it's pretty and at first they're like oh this is be this is gonna be the first thing we do the day i'm like cool let's get out of the way then it turns to that's gonna be the last thing we do. Right, I was like, gonna say. I'm like, great. I have to do this at like 3 a.m. <laughs> and I and I have a actually I have a, I have a pretty I have a pretty awesome picture of that happening. But you know, stuff like that happens. All that stuff happens all this all the time that comes with the job, and that's just from you know, thankfully from having like great mentors and you know, learning a lot over the years that I'm you know able to just be like, no, it's like okay, it's like. Because it's kind of become standard procedure, like the craft. But you got to be, especially, you got to be ready. And most of the time, it's just the location is what I need to like figure out. And oh, gotcha, like, right? Yeah, it's like I thankfully, you know, and, and there's new new tools, and I'm always learning stuff every day. But most of the time, when it's like something that's tough for me to figure out, it's usually it's like you know, it's a very small space or it's a very, like, uh, very small space that I have to, like, navigate the dolly and the crane through is mostly most of the challenges uh, 
nowadays. Um, and so, and so when you are faced with a challenge, who's the, the first person you go to, to figure it out? Is it the key grip or the DP or is it depends on the shot? Um, it actually, it, um, usually, usually I'll, it will be with, um, the key grip and the rigging and the, the rigging key, especially if it's something like complicated like that. But, uh, there's that there's, yeah, there's different, different ways that I, uh, procedures I go through for like, if it's a tough shot, um, usually it's through the key grip and the rigging grip, or it's me looking at it and looking like a looking like the biggest dumbass and just like looking around and seeing like okay this is right here this is impeding my pathway i can do this i can do that taking measurements or it's like i'm gonna go behind the set wall call up my dollar grip buddy's like hey have you ever done this shot before <laughs> cool let's book let's figure let's figure it I'm out like the dolly guidebook no. you're like wait a minute oh thankfully i've learned from like uh legendary dollar grips that have like gave me like little pointers and like especially back in the day you know before we had contract services safety pass and tell me like the gnarliest gnarliest shit that they've done back in the day and like you know they're able to like oh yeah i've done that before or done that in some instance and so they're they're able to like tell me and and it was reaffirming to me especially like instinctually like the stuff that they went through i'm like okay i have that too so i'm like okay i'm not that big of an idiot <laughs> i know for me as a producer my my real asset and a lot of times is the mistakes i've made or the oh the, what i've learned from and I, i'm sure there's a ton of value you've learned from just trying things out that don't work that have led you to the answer oh yeah and you know it's it's definitely been a bad and good thing but it's like you know there's there there's i've made plenty of mistakes that i'm like i will never do that again and then but once and luckily i made those mistakes because especially getting into more like complicated like compound moods on the dolly and then when i started becoming more of a like crane operator it's like there's not really there's not any flexibility in messing up because those are machines that could you know take off your head which you know one of one of them has <laughs> almost, <laughs> had, almost yeah. had at, uh, at courthouse square and at uh universal studios um like 70 what was a 72 foot telescoping crane almost took off my head because there was no rehearsal there was uh no communication and it just all i remember it took out a sconce at the gazebo and then floated down and whipped past my head. I could feel it graze my face. And I was like, fuck. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I have, I have plenty of like close calls with like dollies and, and like cranes, which, you know, now, you know, when it's like, especially when it's, when it's uh, production that's hurrying up, especially on uh, action and crane moves, it's like, no, we have to go step by step because like, especially a stunt crew, especially with like cars and flippy cars, you see how we take a whole day or a whole morning just to do one shot to make sure all the variables are seen. Everything is like everything that could be potentially dangerous are cut out. And, and majority of the time, like 98% of the time, the, those shots turn out great. And that's how like uh, very like gnarly scenes gnarly camera movement that's how i uh, go at it too 
you know, just I just had a thought. You know, it's like most people that have movement on set, there's like a coordinator or you know, a stunt coordinator, and 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 for a dolly grip, you kind of have to coordinate on your own. I mean, it's yep, you have to self moderate. You have to self moderate yourself, which is like, <laughs> it's like um, I think also too. It's like I kind it's it's kind of weird. It's like I'm my own. I'm my own supervisor sometimes. Right. It's just like you, you draw the line on your own limitations. Yeah, yeah. I and you know and and you know I everything if it's super complicated I always pass it by always pass it through uh, the key grip always because mm -hmm. you know that's that's my boss or the camera operator or the DP. Mm -hmm. So it's like even though I'm a, I'm kind of my own supervisor it's like I still need to run it by like everyone but you're part of the grip department and yeah i'm still part of the grip department and like without without the grip department i um i couldn't stay afloat as a dollar grip because it's like i'm as like camera operator i'm set on set 100 percent of the time i'm not able to do i'm not able to get all the track i need at once i'm not able to get all the dance floor i want you need like you need 10 dudes to push a push push um, a telescoping crane down Ventura Boulevard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, it, even though I'm like uh, my own department, but I need, I need the help from everyone, which I'm always like, I'm always grateful on, on set. Yeah, I think that that's one of the big things is, uh, is just knowing um, like um, the, not depending but counting on people to to help like you know like that's one of the coolest things about filmmaking it's like working together to pull something off oh yeah like um like one of my one of my favorite like actually actually pretty like like fun and very and very humbling what season season three of glow season three of glow season three of glow i got to work with uh, my buddies and my mentors and were A camera, B camera, C camera, D camera, and A camera's legendary dollar grip, Ralph Sherry. He worked with, he worked on like Indiana Jones. He worked with, um, he's worked, he's like worked with everybody. And like you ask any of the vets, anyone around town was like, Hey, do you know this, uh, uh, dollar grip named Ralph? B? Everybody knows him. He's like, is probably, I definitely aspired to be him because he's the epitome of, what you wanted a dollar grip very knowledge very knowledgeable good at his job a lot of experience but just fun to be be around and any type of shot he'll you know he'll sit with you and like let's figure it out together and you know and it was i was lucky enough to that day to you know he was on a that day i can't remember which there were so many overlaps of different units but i had ralph Scher, i had uh justin hernandez i had joe hernandez i had me i had a buddy dustin and then especially joe hernandez you know especially finessed and taught me how to be a little more disciplined uh dolly grip and to have and it's funny because ralphie ralph Scherer taught his brother his older brother justin hernandez then taught joe hernandez and then you know we're the whole the the family the generations of that and we're all, cool. we're all fucking crushing it together and all in one yeah and all in one and and that was cool and on that show which i on that show which i like none of us have anything in our ears we don't have surveillance 
Um, we have our walkies, but you know, they're in our, they're hooked to our dolly somewhere. Cause you know, you don't want people talking to you while you're doing a shot, which happens all the time, which is really, it's sometimes pretty funny when you're like going through a scene and then, you know, someone on the grip channel makes a fucking joke and then it's just like, you're trying not to laugh, but you're, someone's crying in the scene. <laughs> so that happens. Background farting. Yeah. Oh, back, you know, you're producing farting <laughs> in front of station dad, you know, stuff like that. But it was like, especially that crew and especially like a good, a good dolly crew. Everybody knows it's like, okay. Uh, uh especially being support on b c d d dolly you see okay ralphie is setting up for a wide full coverage it's like you don't even you don't even need to like ask them it's like we're all like if you're not if you're not working in the shot everybody's ready bringing in dance floor everybody's helping them level out getting a, a leveling out uh setting up all the dance floor pieces that need to go where and nobody's just like we're just flowing everybody's like oh, okay actually b camera's getting shot that's going to be on track and right. And you can, you know, just having good hearing, you know, just having good hearing, being conscious of what's going around. There's already track being flown in. Um, a couple of grips are already pushing in your dolly for you. And it's just being like, what, um, what I stress to like dolly grips, uh, who, uh, young guys who actually want to be dolly grips is be a good listener. That's like one of the biggest thing learn to, and like anticipate that's what keeps it moving. And it's like once, like once you hear camera operator in your a camera dolly grip, be like, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be. You already know it's like, oh yeah, it's gonna be two, uh, uh, two actors walking down the street. It's gonna be a dolly shot. We're gonna do a follow, follow front, uh, front third shot. It's like cool. That's gonna be. These just start piling on, start piling on track because you already know it's gonna be a dolly shot. Yeah. No. So, and it's, it's real, and that was just really beautiful. Like us just knowing, like, especially there's three, you know, there can be multiple dollies on dance floor and learning how to, you know, not bump into each other and knowing which camera not spiking each other's shot. And, and that was a great, uh, that's a, I was super honored and humbled that we all got to do that together one day, you know, all the you know the, all the dolly godfathers all the dolly bros all together but i was just like i'm just like oh shit all my dads are here do not fuck up today <laughs> um, and uh and one of my favorite ones was um uh was uh we did uh samuel jackson's uh master class and great uh and this was like fucking epic one of my favorite key grips and one of my good friends, uh, Aaron Stindy, who uh, key grips, uh, Adam Rims everything. Um, is a ton of commercials and uh, music videos, like great key grip, uh, very seasoned, good seasoned vet. He brought together best fucking like dolly grip team. You had, um, I, I was happy to be on a camera. And then my B camera was a great dolly grip uh, named Mike Ra. He's done everything too he's like did a 20th century woman he's done um he's worked with everyone too we had a kevin kevin chu one of my buddies and then we had um that day we had a d dolly but that one was a busy day and i couldn't i wasn't able to like meet everybody but that one was a really that one was a really uh achievement for me because we're 
it's masterclass and Samuel Jackson's teaching, you know, it was like five actors. They were recreating scenes that he did, which was already epic. It's like, don't fuck yeah. up today. Cause we're recreating a scene from Pulp Fiction. I'm like, Oh, ah. don't fuck up today. <laughs> and uh, there's, you know, four, there are four, four, four cameras, four dollies all working together. And, this one was an endurance thing because we're shooting full mag. So these are like 45 to 50 minute takes and we're due wow. and we're just rolling and we're getting the coverage. And, and you know, that's definitely like a marathon. It was a marathon. And sometimes that's some, and just like a steady cam operators or any type of like, you know, long shots, it's like that takes a toll on you. And especially those dollies, they, they run out of juice. And I remember one time my A and B dolly was, uh, I, we come and intersect at a point and, uh, Kevin Chu comes in and he fucking gives my dolly a dolly bump to charge, a, charge, a, charge up the hydraulic, but also tosses in a water bottle into my dolly pouch. Cause it's like, we can't move. We can't go anywhere. And we're doing, we did, we did it like six times. We're doing well, you know full mag takes and then yeah. it was so funny once we call a cut everybody just fucking uh fucking fell on the floor or yeah. either ran ran to crafty go get coffee it's like it's a, it's very much an it's the it's also very much an endurance thing too i don't know if i last like an hour <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and just, you know just like the mental exhaustion you know you know on top of the physical exertion oh yeah like being uh, on for 12 hours and yeah and it's out and you know you you know you have to and this is where you know the basics of filmmaking kick in it's like you have to they have to be second nature and you you have to know it's like okay it's like okay there's two there's two people talking to each other it's like okay you have to go get a note we have to go in for the over the shoulder or you know they're having a monologue you have to widen out or you know they're starting to have a very emotional breakdown you have to push in so you have to anticipate what the camera camera operators uh you know wants and that's what makes a good dolly grip it's like you're not just pushing the camera ground you're helping the camera operator achieve and find these little moments yeah and and there's i definitely have a bunch of uh camera operators who both of us trust each other just completely and we know we know the shots that we want to get and that's got to be the best that's that's one of that's one of my favorite like that's so when that happened that's such a humbling thing to me it's like i like i already trust the camera operator and it's just very nice to know that they like trust me and you know i definitely have a vision how like shots should go and yeah and it's it's definitely um it's like people don't really know it is definitely mental to um takes a mental toll on you too especially like a steady cam operator any type of like camera operator it's like you have to think of you you have to go with the beats of the actors you kind of have to memorize some of the dialogue you have to like hit hit all the marks you're thinking about so many things and other than that you got to uh, think about your surroundings like are you gonna hit an extra are you gonna are you gonna block one of the main act like actors there's a lot of you know there's a lot of components and variables that you're thinking in your head just for one shot yeah like, yeah and like and one of one and this is a this is a tip for for dolly grips especially one of every probably one of everyone's favorite shots is a 
very slow creep pushing that you didn't know about what and all of a sudden you're like on the actor's eyes but you're like wait when did that camera move start and like uh, my gnarliest one I did like it was probably 10 11 minutes slow creep pushing and this is only like this is probably only like 13 feet of track and you're pushing the dolly at at a snail's speed and keeping it consistent that one that shit takes toll on you but over the year or over the years my uh what i do to myself i always pick out one song or one song and i put it in my head and i keep that same beat or else it's like you're pushing for days and your mind your mind can wander (laughs) And you might be able to fuck up. <laughs> oh, that is so smart. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, and, you're staying on beat. Yeah. And that's, and I also tell that to Dollar Grip too. Find a beat. Find a beat, especially. Um, oh, here's also a very, this one's a very uh, gnarly one too. It's where this one where I was super stoked that uh, I actually did this because I'm like, this needs to be emotion. This needs to be emotion capture. Like, rig i'm like especially after the day i'm like oh shit this should be this should all should be timed into a program because we're doing a vfx shot of the camera going in out and getting close-ups but it's all um it's all vfx the, you know they're changing we're doing a uh, toyota commercial they're changing out cars they're changing out set dressing they're changing the whole sets you know everything has to be in the exact place the camera can't move and and the movement has to be consistent or else if it's not consistent, you're going to see jolts in frame, which, you know, you uh, posts can, you know, help alleviate that. But sometimes you can see like the stutter in a push in or just like the wobble in oh, yeah. the camera movement. And that instance I had, uh, I had a laser, I had points on the ground and I had one song the whole day in my head to keep that same beat. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, that's a yeah that yeah, that song Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> yeah, cre- yeah, I remember that cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know that's a fun thing. It's like sometimes I'm just like, oh, what's a good what's a good beat for this scene? <laughs> that's cool. You kind of match the beat to the scene, and then yeah, match the beat to the scene. It's just some then like sometimes even like very emotional, very bummer of a scene. It's just gonna be like. Oh man, Jackson Five is gonna be perfect for this push. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> and also too, with just camera operating and dollar grip, it's just like it's the feel of it. You just have to feel, you have to feel it out, and that's what I, I tell like young dollar grips. Like sometimes I don't have the answers for them. It's like you have to be able to trust your instincts tr- and trust the scene. And yeah, that's then you'll get them. Such a good feeling. Yeah. When you, oh, like, hit the mark. Or like, you know, like you hit it and it's, it's like you hit that. Oh. oh, my God. Yeah. Like, especially when it's a, a complicated, like a dance floor, a dance floor setup, which um, for for the ones who aren't familiar with dance floor, it's basically just it's the bottom layer is a uh, birch wood. And then the top layer is PVC, pla- is PVC plastic and just lay those on top of each other and make sure they're leveled out correctly. So you have a nice. Uh, smooth floor to move uh, to move around on so the dolly isn't inhibited by a fixed track so you can get all the coverage that you want you can, if you want you can do a 360 shot from the 360 shot you set up you can go into 
a pullback, which is that's what really that's what I feel is real dolly gripping is when you're like track moves. Those are fun for me. Those are unless it's like a real creep move, but those are fun. Those are like Michael Bay action move. It's like you have help from the track. You can, you know, be a little, you can thrash around a little bit, but with um, dance floor moves, you have to be just elegant. Bob Yeoman, Robert Yeoman, uh, Wes Anderson, Stevie, his type of moves, like those are always centered. Those are very precise. They're all yeah. on a very specific axis. You have to hit those to get a very, you know, those very vivid and very yeah. like, yeah, the, that aesthetic and like nothing better than when you hit like, you know, 15 to 20 different marks along with your booming, you're booming up and down at the same time. So those, you know, your 15 to 20 point dolly moves are actually like, you know, 50 because you have your boom marks, your, your camera heights as well. And, you know, you're moving fast pace into a slow pace. And like, that's like the funnest gnarliest shit ever because it's like, Oh fuck, you know, coming back to me being, being like, you know, I want to be, I want to be a camera operator without being a camera operator. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, thinning the the one with the movie that we did. We I remember yeah. we had a very fun action sequence for me. It was like we start at the end of the hallway, and um, uh, fuck, what was what is is such so, he's so fun to work Logan? with. Is this Logan when he escapes from the DPC guards and then yeah, his, 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 I, I forget his name. The um, uh. Sure. Or yeah, our villain, our villain from uh, from from uh, Walking Dead. I was just like, oh, yeah. I remember that day he came. I was like, I know you. And then this is the kindest dude ever. I was like, oh, dude. I know. And then, but he looks so fucking scary with like, scars. And then he has like SWAT gear and guns. And it was awesome. Him, it was like him and all the SWAT guards. We, uh, Mister. Oh, and wonder also too wonderful DP to work with who you know trust. Trust what I do, Mr. Greg Cotton, DP for the thing. Like I love working with him because he's just like, he's all him and I collaborate so well. It's just like RJ, what do you think we should do in this scene? I'm like, what do you want? It's well, I want this. I'm like, okay, let's do this together. And he's always like, let's do this. And then the best is like, RJ, go do your thing. I'm like, yes, okay. I always feel like with Cotton, he has like seven ideas. They all can work. Yeah, that's and the best. It's just like when everyone latches onto that one of those seven, yeah. and it's like that's when it all happens. Yeah, and my favorite thing is like he, uh, especially on those films, he always tried to come up with like these crazy like shots that weren't like they weren't like crazy that I would dismiss them. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do that. He pushed me a lot in a great way on those ones where I came up like I saw some like saw some videos of me. I was like, oh my god, I'm fucking just flying right now i'm just like oh shit i was like that's kind of fucked up um but one of my one of my favorite scenes that we did was we are just doing um we're doing a we're doing a follow pullback with the guards and the villain down the hallway and it's just fast fast but all of a sudden it just starts into the guards beating up logan paul's character and it just shoots to the ground and then the dolly has to the camera has to boom all the way down to the ground, but still maintain that distance. But then there's a corner, then we pull around the corner and then there's more guards coming and picking up all the actions. And then, you know, and then getting up into a close up when he pins up uh, Logan Paul against like the wall. So I have to come into the push in, but then, Oh shit, there's more guards. Then you got to fucking pull out to get, you know, all that, 
all that coverage. It's like those scenes are just like so fun to me. That you know what's just, so funny? Yeah. You know what's so funny about that? The first mm-hmm. time Gallagher showed me a cut of the movie, he put the title sequence right after that scene. Oh, but really? Like 25 minutes into the movie, he's like, it's kind of cool, right? And I was like, that's awesome. <sighs> like, There's so much that happens, and it's like, dinning. <laughs> You're like, uh, oh my God, that's awesome. Oh and my. The studio didn't go for it. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> I know that studio. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and, yeah. and then one of my favorite um, grit, uh, two, two of my grit, two uh, operators that I've worked with. Um, uh, Karina Silva, she's actually, uh, she, was actually, she was actually one of the, I believe she was the B camera operator on The Mandalorian. Oh, wow. And um, uh, jo- uh, Joanna Cerati, she uh, was one of the, she was a B camera operator on Adam Ruins Everything. And uh, she had a couple, oh man, she has a couple of great ones. I don't know if she, uh, they came out yet, so I won't say it. But especially Joanna, she's just like, uh, she'll go with the, you know, She'll describe me the shot, gnarly fucking, uh, gnarly fucking like coverage, and I just like thrash around, and then and it's and with Karina too. She's she's always just like, uh, and with her, she what I love loved about working with her. She you know worked together a couple times. She's like, she always made, she gave me her main vision, and what she wanted, but she always made it easy for me to achieve what she wanted. And that was, that was one of the things I admire about her too. And Joanna was like, they always helped me try to get rid of all the variables and how do we get the essence of the scene? Because, you know, there are some times where there's uh, operators who like to micromanage where the ballpark and the main part of the scene is lost with how many like marks they gave me, or you need to hit this mark, but, you know, sometimes actors don't hit their marks and, you know, that's where um, your skill comes in, where you, where you come in and like, um, like young dolly grips, they're very, uh, uh, very fixed to their monitor and just looking at the monitor, but like the mon- I tell them the monitor is just for reference because you have so many things to worry about. And, also, too, it's just I tell them it's like you need to trust your instincts and you need to help look what's in front of you because I've seen some I've seen some young dolly grips looking at their monitor, boom, the camera operator is off the track and on the floor because oh, they were yeah. so in tune to their monitor and like I'm stoked that you know there's you know we have monitors now and it's good reference for me but uh, like when I came up you uh, you know monitors are so small now. So small. That's a great it. example of like not uh, uh, letting technology, uh, not being dependent on technology. Yeah, like for the most, like uh, for the most part, I only use my monitor in specific scenarios, like when I'm blind. But for other than that, it's like uh, I won't, I won't use it because it's like I have, you know, I have so many other things to worry about. Like I don't want to run over toes, and also to the, um, I like to, I like to use when I'm when I'm working, I always use my line of sight to see everything like to where the camera needs to, the height it needs to get to. It's like, I can see and feel the angles more. It's like when I, when you're looking at the monitor, you're just so fixed on the screen. Yeah. And, you know, thankfully like um, all my Dolly mentors coming up and then also too, I didn't really like gravitate toward the monitor and also putting a monitor on the Dolly. Like when I first started, it's like, you're gonna put a, you're gonna put your, you're gonna put a TV 
on the dolly. That thing's huge. No way. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen that. Like, maybe, maybe I, I haven't noticed it, but you know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's definitely um, the past couple of years. Definitely uh, monitors have been more invoked with a uh, with a like dolly grips, like in the in the rear. Wow. Yeah, and you know, it's a good good thing and bad thing that I came up with, you know, without the without using monitors because now it's more instinct with me rather than just like worrying about like uh worrying about like uh worrying about the monitor because also too it's like I don't like um I don't want to say dislike the monitor because it has saved my ass and helps me a little bit, but there's yeah. like you know, it's another thing to worry about. It's like there's so many like cables and that's just technology like getting in the way of actually doing my job it's like you know there's cables ever running around everywhere and also too sometimes like the cables from the monitor will get like twisted with the arm of the dolly or when i have to turn it's just like it just impedes like like it's just sometimes it's a crutch right it's yeah. one more thing one more thing that i worry about yeah yeah so like with me it's just the less the less uh the less things that i have in the dolly the better i can do my job and like over the years like i used to have uh i used to have like this pouch on my dolly of like every single tool that i needed but now i'm like i zero it down to maybe like a handful of things that always come up that I actually that i actually need like day to day yeah yeah um is there like a, a signature move that you like to do like uh something that you're like known for oh um yeah actually you know it's funny i do um i do have two sig i do have two signature moves it's not like moves but it's just a style and um uh so, and now this would be great i'm just going to tell everybody to listen to this podcast when they want to know it and <laughs> people have noticed and i didn't realize realize it until like years later it's that um especially on dolly track um, I like to walk. I like to walk on the track like I'm uh, on a on a high rope, like just balancing my feet. Like you know, I'm a, I'm like a ballerina on one um, of the rails. On the rails, yeah. I yeah. just that's how that's how I like to push, because and people are like, dude, it's like that's fucking awesome. And I didn't notice it until later. I'm just like, they're like, why do you do that? I'm like, oh, I started doing that because I'm short. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> like and, and i'm like i tell people like you're sure you mean you're short yeah i'm like yeah i did it because i remember i remember i got into the situation it was my first situation where you know when you level out dolly track some and the levels uneven your dog track gets so high because you have to build up yeah and i remember i was i this was one of the answers was like one of my first big shows i was doing um is uh, David Hasselhoff uh, was producing. I for, God, I forget, I forget the movie. But uh, I had to level out the dolly track, and it was leveled so high that it was like up to my nose. The track was up to my nose, just the gradient of the of the slope. And at that time, I didn't know you can adjust, on, especially on a Chapman dolly, you can adjust the boom to your height. At that, I was just a dumb kid who didn't know how, you know, didn't completely knew how to work. I'm like, yeah. I reached the boom knob, and I'm like fuck and then you know the operator um great great operator uh, Bob, uh bobby lamb um i was like fuck i don't want to fuck up in front of bobby lamb and i was just like i can't reach it and then i'm like and then i stood on top of the track like i was i was just you know tight roping i'm like oh this is super comfortable because i couldn't reach the knob 
So after that, I'm like, oh, this is so comfortable for me. So I just started walking the track. How I do it on track comes into play in so many like great scenarios, especially when you have Luma Beams is basically like an I-beam, uh, I-beam that you put the track on, especially in a very like rough terrain. But I had to put that over a pool. And oh, I'm like, wow. yeah, I'm like, how are you? So, and especially if you don't have proper steel deck and, yeah. you know, proper and, you know, it's lower budget, you can't get everything. You can't walk down the center of the track curls. You're going to be in the pool. <laughs> so, you know, that definitely came in like scenarios. But and then that came into more with like my concentration with especially on when you're on track and you're doing a very slow push in. It's uh, you get very um, distracted when you're walking down the center and you have to walk over like the ribs of the track and all the joints. Oh, yeah. It's just like it breaks your concentration. You lose and, all that. And then over the years, like, and then also pushing on the side is actually uncomfortable for me. And it's, uh, it's actually hard on my back. And it just, I can it, see it's like a weird angle. Like. Yeah, it's a weird angle, even though, you know, there's some, there's sometimes where you have to do it with like speed, but. Yeah. Other, other than that, like that's, I guess that's my signature because everybody is always just very like perplexed. It's like, yo, you look like you're doing ballerina on the rails. I'm like, sick. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and then I don't know. And then with cranes, it's definitely not a signature of mine. But it's just like when you're going fast and like great, great dollar grips and crane operators. It's like um, when you're, especially you're doing a swift swing on the crane, you know. Sometimes you can't have like couple guys helping you stop it because there's just too many, there's too many, there's, you know, there's too many background. There's like pyro going off. It's like, you just have to do it yourself. When I, um, uh, when I slow down, I have to slide. <laughs> Cause also, I'm, a, I'm a little guy. I don't have the brute force of just stopping it, but also it helps with feathering it. So there's um, that this year I actually finally saw a video of me sliding you know, it's like I'm sliding in the home plate of sliding. I was like, oh, that's pretty red. <laughs> <laughs> that actually is a great idea with feathering. Like to- yeah, because at first you, first you feather, the, it helps you because if you try to feather it with your upper body first, it's you're kind of jerking your back too much. But when you, I have this, I have this like pat down. I've had this pat down for years now. When you slide then it takes and then it takes away some of the pressure from your hand. So you slide first. So the main inertia of the crane is slowing down. Then you can get a nice feather from your hands into home plate. But yeah, but I would say the my signature mood is um, I was like, yeah, okay, I guess I guess that's my thing. Um, and then uh, uh, my buddy Dollar Grip uh, Ralph Sher, he's like, oh, you're a track walker. And there's <laughs> and, uh, and apparently, apparently there's not a lot a lot of us around, but it's like um, there's definitely a couple of us who walk the track. It's definitely that's like, really cool. There's yeah. a, a select yeah. group of track walkers. Yeah, but my signature my signature quote unquote just came in because I'm short. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but the, yeah, that's a I would say that's my signature. But I just really like. Um, there's not really like a signature signature move. It's just like, I like, I like nice, like I like nice fluid classic shots. That's what I really love. Yeah. I really love like, there's a lot of move. There's like a, a lot of movies that people don't know is a very like Dolly, Dolly heavy, like, um, like a uh, back to the future. First back to the future. If you're, you know, if you're, um, 
if you're not familiar with like dolly gripping and like camera movement, you watch that movie. There's so much dolly movement in that, especially like getting coverage throughout that whole movie. And uh, a lot of people don't know, um, you know, that's a dolly. Was but, it like a, a Chapman dolly? The... Um, uh, actually, Back to the Future used two dollies. They use, um, they use, I believe they use the uh, one of the original Hustlers, and they did use uh, Jail Fisher sure. on that on that one. But um, yeah, they used two dollies. But uh, you know, it always it always depends on the dolly grip, whichever dolly they like. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they you could but you could especially later on when I became when I actually became a uh, when I got serious about dolly gripping and then watching Do- Back to Fusion one day I'm just like, holy shit, this is a very dolly intensive movie. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I yeah, which, my, my first independent film where we did have I think it was a J.L. Fisher and it was mm-hmm. the one you, like we'd go up to a desk and then it would crane up. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. Wow, this is like I mean I just to filmmaking to another level and oh yeah it's and it's crazy just like those like little small moves just like just make your frame more elegant and just like with a dolly even with just with a small compound move of pushing in and booming up and booming down it's it's like it's it makes your frame yeah It it makes it rad it makes you know it gives it a very like classic look yeah because i feel like you're you're almost um you never, you never really want to stop moving, you know. You want to, no, no, it's, you want to feel like you're part of it. Yeah, and then like, like you know, like one of like one of the rules is like when the and you know this is just just background. It's like one of the rules is the actor's moving, camera's moving, camera stop. Yeah. Uh, the the camera stop, the actor stop, and you know even though there's there's other ways for uh, the dolly to to make the scene better, but usually, you know, that's what you, you go with for, for the most part, other, uh, otherwise it's like, you know, you're being uh, more artistic with your frame and no other stuff. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, I think the bottom line is like what feels right. Yeah, exactly. Back to what it, what it, it, back to what feels right for the frame. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been so cool. Oh, dude, thank you so much. It's like I got like I got excited. I was just like, like especially me. I'm just like, who the hell gets to talk about like? And I presume I'm like he's probably gonna talk to me about Dolly. So I'm like sick. I'm like, who the? That's like who the hell gets to get get to talk about like Dolly gripping? It's, it's like, funny because yeah, that, that was one of the things I was really curious about because I you know I know the the, the position, but what yeah. goes into it? You know what you get out of it? How it operates on set? It's you know yeah and i i hope i I hope i gave you like good insight of like the dolly gripping because there's there's definitely so much more and like so much like nuances like to like you know to that uh respected like practice too and like and and thanks for like thanks for like reaching out because it's like especially young filmmakers everybody just you know wants to just be a director or a cinematographer and you know how many like and and you know how many like different positions on set are like such cool jobs that you know actually you know young filmmakers are like I rather that actually fits my like personality like when I started like dog I'm like this is my personality like I wanted to be you know every most cinematographers like or majority of people it's either they want to be the cinematographer or director and then once 
I got on the real sets and seeing like DPs, I'm like, oh, I so no, don't want to be a DP. I don't want to be in, <laughs> I don't want to be in meetings all day. And yeah. especially like DPs, it's like, you know, you you have to be very like political navigating, you know, respect to them, navigating with the director, with the production, with client, with the writer. It's just like, that's too much. And I'm just like dollar gripping. It's like, I, you know, I get to, I feel like I get to express, you know, my, and add my two cents to the creative vision of the film. Yeah. That's not really, it doesn't feel like I'm, you know, I'm being like, you know, of course there's times where, you know, a commercial and then there's like clients are like, go faster, go faster, go faster. I'm like, yo, really? Really? You, you want to go fast here? The lady's eating an apple. I don't think you can go faster on this. Game. Yeah. Oh, man. But it's, it's just like, I don't know. Thank you. Thank you again. Especially like I've seen like all the different departments you've like gone on uh, that you've, interviewed on your podcast i'm like yeah it's like this is what you know upcoming filmmakers or film students should like should be listening to because you know you like some people aren't cut out to be like ac some people aren't cut out to be grips uh, some people are cut out to be electricians <laughs> or prop makers and stuff or wardrobe it's like you know i think this is going to help everybody like find what they actually like the filmmaking they actually want to do yeah what they connect with yeah, 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 and it's, yeah. I think it's I think it's definitely smart or good to to try other things, but you know, oh, yeah, you like have I that feeling of like this works for me. Yeah, like that, I, that's such a great feeling. Oh yeah, especially it's like even though like I mean like when I was coming up, I mainly did grip and like camera stuff, but you know, I did like I I was a I was an electrician for a little bit. Um, uh, I was AC. Uh, tried to be a loader, flash couple mags back in the day um and you know this you know this week it was nice i helped out i helped out my friend she's a production designer and like as i think it's the first time i helped build miniatures and that was super fun that is cool yeah and you know it's always fun to work in miniatures i feel like that's oh my gosh like oh oh this is rad this is so this is so this is like so cool oh my god yeah i'll send you yeah i'll send you a couple of pictures later yeah miniatures and stuff and yeah, it's like, it's, you know, it's nice that, you know, people can hear. It's like what we all do and not just like filmmakers, but, you know, hopefully it makes it way to people who are just like film nerds or just like regular people who are just like, oh shit. It's like, you always wonder like, um, who's that person on camera? Or who's that person like sitting, you know, who's that, per what's that person, the scripty doing sitting in the yeah, chair? Well, that, that was like my, my, uh, my feeling towards this podcast was, it takes so many people to make a movie. I know. And, and, you know, if you, if you remove a dolly grip, then you're missing an element of that film. If you remove, you know, an art director or whatever, you know, but like what they bring, not only just their skill set, but the way they communicate their feelings towards a script or their, yeah. their, or towards a scene and how they can let it build. And it's like, it's like all these elements. And that's my favorite part of filmmaking. It's just like, all the elements combined make a film. It's not, it's like there is a, a it's a high, not a hierarchy. Well, it is, but it's like, you know, we're all following a director's vision, but it's like, what do we, what are the ingredients put into that director's vision? Exactly. And how like, that's achieved. And I think that is so magical. And I just, it, I have such a fascination with that. And it's such a magical thing. Cause even though we're all like, everybody's, everybody's try, 
um, trying, you know, trying and doing their best to get the director's vision. But each department, everybody is leaving their own signature and own vision to excel what the director wants to convey in exactly. their story. And then, yeah. like, that's what makes film make, making the best. It's like, you know, even though the director has a vision, like, guess what? It's guess what? The ca- camera team and the lighting team are able to get what you wanted to get that beautiful shot, that beautiful, like noir lighting. It's like, they help, you know, they helped you convey the purity of the scene. The purity of the scene, exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, man. I think that that to me is uh, that's everything. Because when that all comes together, that's when you really have great cinema. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like that's a that's you know that's that's why I do it. It's just like it's especially especially us. It's like we get to work with our friends and we get to we get to create badass shit, beautiful stuff. Yeah. I know. No. Yeah feel very uh very lucky <laughs> yeah i know it's like it's like you know even though even though now it's like you know it does take aware with you and it is it is our job now but you know still wouldn't still wouldn't trade it for like i used to i used to work in healthcare back in the day that wasn't fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the fact that that you know sometime whenever the you know the rare times nowadays were when i get to when i get to key grip it's like i get to hire my friends well, I think it's very rare. I mean, we, you know, this is a, 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 a paid position that you're working with a hundred people to make an art project. And it's just yeah. like, yeah, it's levels to that, you know, there, yeah, a business perspective, a creative perspective, a time perspective, a schedule. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's, and it's just, it's, it's my favorite thing is just like how, like, how beautifully insane it is because it's like, yeah, yeah, it's, Oh, it's Matt. It's like, it's, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's beautifully insane. It's organized chaos. And it's like the day, like, you know, you can have like, you know, on the day you can have like the best, the best, the best in each each department. But, you know, sometimes you get, you get like a small fun, like indie project. And then your buddy comes out of town. Your, you know, your buddy, friends come out of town and be like, yo, you want a grip today? Or do you want to, Hey, guess what? You're going to hold, you're going to hold a camera today. <laughs> uh, so it's just like, there's never, there's like this job, there's never ending possibilities of like what we can do or what we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, Gosh. You never really know where that line is with limitations with like um, when you think like, oh, we, we're never going to get this shot. And then RJ comes along and was like, well, if we just turn the camera around and then go from that way, what about that? And you're like, oh my God, that's even better. You and know, that, like, and, and that's the most beautiful thing about having listening to other people. Listening and, to other people is just like the perspective. Your pers- everyone's perspective is is very insightful and very precious and like everyone on set should always listen to each other even you know even if it sounds sketchy and bad at first but like see it through look at it look at it all like angles and like you know then something and you're going to click like oh that's the piece that's going to make that clicks in me that's going to make this shot yeah i think part of my faith as a producer is like knowing that like i have like 
25 to 50 of the most creative people on the planet all on set. It's like, we're going to figure this out. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. and you, and you of all people, you get to bring, you get to bring most badass fun, like, and also just like genuinely good human beings on the set. Yeah. <laughs> Try. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. We need to, yeah, Mike, you need to do another movie. <laughs> I know, I know. Very soon. <laughs> Very soon, you know, when the whenever the hell everything <laughs> when, when this world opens up. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Thank you again, RJ. And oh, I, no. really, I hope to see you soon. It's um, been too long. Really. Oh man. Oh no. Thank you so much, Mike. I know. I hope. I know. Hopefully, we get to all work together. You know, because get the gang back together. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. This has been another episode of Tales from the Crew. Woo!